Hello and welcome to On the Horizon podcast coming at you from Dean Studios. We're an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson, Maryland. I'm your host, Ryan Casey, and we're going to have another financial corner with Mr. Tim this morning. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So we're going to get into the fun topic of debt, <laughs> everybody's favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just a real quick disclaimer from the beginning. Neither of us are debt specialists. We don't really um, kind of, you know, there are people who actually you can kind of pay money to to help you get out of debt. They take a, a fee to do some of the things that we're going to be talking about this morning. But uh, yeah, I, I guess in general, what are the various ways that you think people find themselves in debt? Sure. So. Yeah, I think the most common, uh, I think when, when folks think about being in debt are, you know, their their mortgage debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe one of the more unfortunate ones is, is credit card debt mm. or student, you know, student loan debt. Yeah. Um, you know, I think regardless, you know, there's there's pretty big, you know, schools of thought out there. Is there mm-hmm. good debt? Is there bad debt? Right, you know, right. Well, again, I don't know. <laughs> we, we can get into that if, if you'd like. But, uh, you know, I definitely think those are maybe the most common. And I think, I do think it's important to note is that, you know, so much of talking about debt is like it's almost spoken about as if you know people had bad intentions in right. the first place. You know, right. it's like yep. so. There's yep. so much like guilt almost, you know, put on somebody <laughs> just debt. by yeah. even having the conversation. I, and I hear you. So I think that's something I would want to get out. You know, first and foremost from from my mouth is just to say, you know, you very well may be in a situation that has put you mm-hmm. in a position of debt and kind of put yeah. you in this hole. That is incredibly unfortunate, very yeah. unforeseen, um, and so by no means are any of these comments intended to kind of be, you know, shame based. Uh, shame based, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely so, not. <laughs> um, others of you, this is very shame based. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so there are various oh, ways yeah. of you know when people wake up and it's like, I mean, you know, crazy hell scenarios that play out for you or for your loved ones. That I mean, you just yeah. there's not enough savings in the world that can get you to where, right? Uh, you know, you could have, you could have. Um, you know, been proactive and, right. and so forth. So I think, you know, but unfortunately I do think there are, you know, plenty of, of instances where, you know, you wake up the next day and, you know, you just took on so much, you know, credit card yeah. debt because of, uh, you know, because of materialism and so forth. Right. And so there's, right. there are definitely some, some bad habits that I think folks get into and getting yeah. out of them is, is critical. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think being in this situation where I'm a pastor, I feel like I hear all kinds of stories of all kinds of things. And sometimes it's like I had a car payment and I got in an accident and then I had to get another car. And so my car payment just doubled, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you have like $25,000 worth of car payment st- like on a $15,000 car <laughs> yeah. because things just kind of snowball on that. Or like a lot of things you'll find is people who use credit cards when they were in college before they really fully understand what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. And, and as we've learned with compounding interest, it can work against you too in the sense that that interest just kind of grew mm-hmm. and the car wasn't paid off. And it just kind of all of a sudden it's this animal that they don't know how to deal with in their lives. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in, in, yeah. In, I was gonna say, in a way, you know, the eighth wonder of the world that is compound interest <laughs> can have rear its ugly head on the negative That's right. side too. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. You know, if you're not paying off, you know, your minimum, ba- um, you know, minimum uh, payments and so forth. I mean, which I would always advocate for paying in full uh-huh. uh, on any kind of credit card or, hmm. or revolving debt line or anything like that. But you know, if if you're not tackling some portion of that. Yeah, my gosh, can that snowball into an absolute terrible scenario? Just as much as right. you know, snowballing for towards savings can you know snowball in a very positive scenario for you. And so, if you didn't have a chance to listen to the last uh, podcast on savings, you know the fact that forty percent of Americans hmm. uh, you know, only uh, um, 
only have a thousand dollars, you know, uh, sacked away for, you know, in, in an emergency fund scenario right. is, is pretty daunting. And so, you know, when you talk about getting into debt, you know, I think folks just aren't, you know, aren't prepared for, for it, even <laughs> whether it's leisure or something that is kind of a, a required expense. Um, yep. and so I think, um, you know, folks are taking on debt because societally it's kind of, um, Ex- expected, I guess is yeah. maybe one way to put it. Oh you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. you you brought up credit card debt in college. I mean, how many college campuses? You know, day one, you walk around and there's all these kiosks for <laughs> seriously, yeah, you know, for for all the different credit uh-huh. card companies because uh-huh. they're you know they want these kids to be you know taking on the debt, knowing yeah. that mom and dad are like you know <laughs> the parachute if you will, and so you know it's it's that credit card debt when you're in college that yeah i could creep in i'm thinking back to when i purchased my first home and what i was approved to buy was like oh man like i'm looking in the wrong neighborhood you know <laughs> and so i just think you know yeah. that's not a that's not at all a dig on any kind of uh realtor out there but i do think that you know there we are right. set up in a way that you know you know the answer is always yes like Absolutely. yes you can afford that yes you should buy that yep. and i think it gets you a false sense of hope that, you know, you're in a better spot than you may otherwise yeah. be prudently. So. And, you know, and it's like getting credit when you're young like that is almost like getting, giving live ammo to somebody who doesn't know how to use the gun. You know, <laughs> so like, uh, right. I remember like being 19 and my parents were very generous with me and they, they paid for school and they, I, but it was my job to afford like books yep. and the cost of living while I was there. Gas, you know, I led young life. So I was like spending gas a lot, taking kids out for ice cream on a regular basis. <laughs> I have a vivid memory of like getting home. I'm 19 years old and like, I'm about to go home for the summer and I like didn't have enough money to get home <laughs> like i had used i landscaped the hard the summer before and i just used the rest of it up like on the way out the door and i was counting on my returning my mailbox key to get 10 bucks back yeah <laughs> and like and my young life kids got wind of the fact that i like didn't have enough to fill my tank and so they all all chipped in like a dollar so they gave me like 13 dollars <laughs> and i turned in my mailbox key for 10 and that gave me enough gas to get home <laughs> yeah that's when gas was was much cheaper than it that's is today right. folks. <laughs> it, got me, it got me the whole way home didn't back need then. Much, didn't need much it still didn't have it. <laughs> But I mean, you can see why a credit card would be super appealing, yeah. especially when you're in that situation. You're thinking, "Well, I'll be making more money later." You right. know, like right, I need it now. You know, right. whatever it is, I need now. But that mentality can kind of just keep going down. Well, I, w- I want that now, or I need that now. Right. And the more we think that way, the more it just adds to yeah. a lifestyle that you can't afford. Well, and and to go back to you know the the uh, the affordability of things that you're that you're aspiring towards, and I use the example of the home. You know, I think a lot of the logic is. Well, you know, you're, you know, you, they build in assumptions, right? right you know, it's like, right. well, you're, you're, you know, you're young. You're going to continue to earn more That's money, right. and That's right. you know, you're going to get married, and then you got two incomes and all uh-huh. this stuff. And it's like, I'm not saying that may not be true, but right. to to plan on the on the unexpected is yeah. is somewhat foolish, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think there are some uh, unnecessary risks that that folks take, and so I think uh, I think it can be very tricky to to kind of take on more than you can chew. Absolutely. So why, why is debt so hard to get out of? You know, like, uh, like what, what is it about it that kind of keeps us in that situation? Um, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I, I think uh, getting out of debt is not fun. Hmm. You know? yeah, <laughs> I think let's just be... Nothing sexy about let, paying off debt. <laughs> no, no, there's not. I mean, it's like, man, you know, I'm going to put $100 a month toward this or... Let's talk about all the other things. That can uh-huh. So I think, right. you know, I think it's it's not fun. Um, it requires discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also it's hard to appreciate. Yeah, you know, like on the saving side of things, 
you know, you, you're, you're seeing, you know, an account grow, you could, you know, certainly dip into it and you, and you, maybe you're saving for something that is a little bit more, you know, near yeah. term. Um, and you're able to kind of reap the rewards of that. I think, you know, debt is just a little bit harder to, to appreciate because, you know, okay. Yeah. You might see a, a, an account balance going down or something like that, but it's, it takes time uh, mm-hmm. to get out depending on how, how large it is right. and, and, and on how many sources of debt you have. So yeah. I think, um, it can be time consuming and, and, you know, you just don't feel like you're, you know, seeing the fruit of, of that, uh, that discipline. Hmm. Um, and then I think it's also, you know, that, that compound interest that we spoke to <laughs> or joked about a moment ago is that yeah. if you're not, if you're not tackling it in any way, shape or form and you, or maybe you have multiple sources of debt and you're, yeah. you are throwing 50 bucks you know, yeah. into it as, as best you can. And you just keep falling farther behind. And you just keep falling farther behind. And so I think yeah. it's, it's just, I, I can think of, you know, one of my best friends growing up. I mean, he reached out to me recently with a very similar scenario and, you know, trying to think about how to hmm. consolidate debt and make things more manageable yeah. and simplify things is, is huge. And that's a yeah. big step, but I mean, man, I, my heart went out to him. Cause yep. I mean, it's like, that is a vicious, vicious uh, you just, know, yep. spiral that you're in. So absolutely. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I think it's a, uh, the other thing is that when you think about like, okay, like you aspire to have like a thousand dollars of play to like maybe to save money. But if you have a thousand dollars of payments every month, just from four lines of debt that mm-hmm. eats up any margin. Like, mm-hmm. so like your margins already gone. So how do I pay down on something when my margins being eaten by the debt that's already there? Yep. And so like, it just, it, that's where it just kind of keeps you in that position in such yeah. a big way. Well, and you know, it's, I guess something else we should have maybe said at the onset is like, <laughs> I mean, Look at the political environment we're yeah. in. You know, I mean, you go whether you're watching, a, you know, a Republican presidency debate or a Democratic. You know, we're we're in a uh, uh, a presidential election season, for better or for worse, <laughs> you know, depending on what you like to watch on television or all the ads you're going to be inevitably hearing over the next 12, 12 months or so. But uh, I mean, one of the hottest topics is is you know the the situation that America has gotten themselves in. Yeah, right? I mean, absolutely. And and I guess specifically around you know things like you know, student, you know, student right. loan debt. And so Absolutely. like anything that we say here, you know, I mean, the reality is, you know, there are tactics to, you know, tackling some of this, but the, you know, there is a systemic issue in our society I that I think once again, I kind of go back to the, you know, there should be very little shame in this. That like a lot yeah. of times we get ourselves in scenarios that, you know, yeah. the education was well worth it, but my gosh, the price tag on that was just yeah. astronomical. And mom right. and dad were not in a scenario to help you out, hmm. like some of us, absolutely, myself included, were able to reap the benefits of. So right. you, know, you get out of pharmacy school, and you know you're looking at six figures worth of student loan debt, yeah. um, or a family member of mine that had, yeah, much more than that. And it's hmm. like, man, the first several years of your, you know, your young marriage could be just literally. You know, you, you could be as aggressive as possible, <laughs> and it's going to take you multiple it's, years it's, it's to do so. Crazy. Yeah. I, I bring that up uh, yeah. just because I think it's important to note that you know Absolutely. there are mountains of debt that, that folks are trying to tackle, and they're doing it very diligently. And I encourage you to continue to do so. And hopefully, hmm. we see some policy change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the biggest questions I get, and I would be interested to hear your take on this because I'm not sure my take is correct. <laughs> and I don't know. There's well, maybe we should say this right from the get go. There's not really like a Sometimes it's a pretty black and white answer, but a lot of times it's this gray, where do I decide to do with this? But one of the questions I get that's kind of, you know, a little dicey is like, how much do I save and how much do I use of that to pay off debt? Like, you know, like, what mm-hmm. do I value more in that situation? How would you answer that question? I'm yeah. sure it's case by case a little bit. but Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, 
Maybe I should make you answer, and then I can be like, you're wrong. No. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I mean, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, uh, you can tell me why I'm wrong. i tell you what I do. You're like, no, you, you, you're invited to this podcast. You must answer first. Um, Don't do what Ryan just said. Please tune yeah, him out. Yeah, we're going to get like a good cop, bad cop going. Um, no, I, I think the reason why, one of the reasons why you have so much gray area on this, like, you know, is this right? Is it wrong? You know, six and one, half dozen the other. Right. Like, every, uh-huh. like, I think it's because... Um, you know, there are, well, that you, there, it's very situational, but I think it's also like, there are different behaviors that you're having to yeah. tackle. I mean, if you have a client base, you know, and, and you're looking at three different clients that all have different sources of debt or, you know, how many sources of debt right. do they have? What are their interest rates? Um, you know, how did they get in that debt? Right. I mean, everything that right. we've kind of touched on when you try to package together to build a strategy is yeah. going to probably yield three different results right. in those three different cases because, yeah. You know, in a case where you have several different sources of debt and you have a client that, um, or, or yeah, I, I don't know what I kept saying client. <laughs> if, if you yourself are not, you know, I don't have that discipline, well, then maybe it's important to tackle, you know, the smallest, you know, source of yeah. debt first, you know, and so, and then you have that, that little victory, right? And so, yeah. whereas other, other folks would say, no, you go out and you tackle, you know, the largest right. uh, interest payment, you know, first. Right. And so, that, you know, there's different, different schools of thought there. And I think it definitely speaks to the individual that's across the table to say, you know, what's, uh, what's going to be most impactful for, you know, how that person is going to react to, to tackling that debt. Right. I think. Right. Um, so. Absolutely. And and I think there are, you have to look at the full picture of your life too. Like, you know, I, I know like, um, I was very, very aggressive at paying more on debt and not, I didn't have the five month savings that you recommended on the last pod. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I was paying aggressively on debt instead of that. But I also knew that if I had a medical emergency, I had family members who would probably step out and at least loan me money sure. for a season. I, I knew that I wasn't going to like, you know, get cash out at a high interest rate if that ever happened. Like I, right. I had a safety net. Yeah. Not all of us have a safety net. Yep. So like, you know, building your own safety net makes a lot of sense when you don't have that before you start kind of paying aggressively on things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think you have to look at the full picture and know what you're able to do before you do those things, I yeah. think. And I guess I should have clarified in the last podcast. Uh, if you are single with one source of income, the, the rule of thumb is actually three months so oh, there you go. i should have clarified <laughs> if you are if you are in a dual income scenario and supporting a family then you know there's a little bit bigger of an emergency that's actually a pretty big uh pretty <laughs> big thing I should that's have a huge mentioned. cushion <laughs> so so there's you know if you're single or in or if you are you know married or in a relationship where there's only one source of income then uh you know then then three uh, three months of fixed and variable expenses is something you should be shooting for as kind of an emergency fund hmm. a, you know, backstop if you will and then six months for others and so I, I guess I'd, I'd still haven't necessarily answered your, your question right. of, of yeah. savings versus yeah. debt. And I do think, so to the extent that you can save a little bit for the unforeseen, I think is, is, is I think, still step one, um, especially if you don't have, you know, if in a knee-jerk reaction, if you don't have a support team in yeah. place. Um, but hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you have Horizon to uh, to potentially uh, to call on. And, yeah. and, you know, so, in some way, shape, or form, we'll do our best to support you. But, um, hmm. uh, but I do think that, you know, then tackling that debt. So yeah. if you're if you're sitting here listening and saying, "Man, I'd love to start putting away towards retirement, but I do have you know student loan debt," hmm. you know, I definitely don't think that that you know saving the prudent fifteen percent is is in the cards. I do right. think that you know yeah. starting to tackle that debt is is paramount, right? Um, because that can be very debilitating as that if that were to continue to grow, absolutely. Um, or if you're just maintaining that that balance and you're kind of keeping this ball and chain. 
along for the ride. Yeah. I don't think that's wise. So I do think to the extent that you can aggressively get rid of that debt so that you can, you know, then aggressively save uh, to make up for lost time um, it is the approach that I would take. Right. Um, I think right. another, some folks would look at it as, you know, well, my debt actually isn't, you know, high interest rate debt. You know, right. I'm looking at, you know, so maybe I have um, just a few sources of student loans that aren't a crazy balance and they're hmm. at two and a half percent or something right. like that. And I know I can put away and earn 7%. Right. Now that's getting a little bit more technical. Yeah. I would say like, know what you're doing yeah. when you get into yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. but that, and, that's absolutely smart. Yeah, yeah. And so like, can I, can I earn more on a dollar save mm -hmm. than tackling absolutely. interest on, on otherwise debt? And so absolutely. to the extent that you're just paying what's required of that debt and then putting that much more away towards savings is a big, big strategy mm -hmm. that I think a lot of folks do take if they are, you know, if they're in a position to be able to do that. And I think that is very prudent. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but certainly to the extent that you could be tackling the debt faster, go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely great. That's absolutely great. Um, are there any rules of thumb or best practices uh, that you follow in getting out of debt? So I, I do, while there is a lot of schools of thought, I do think by and large, most folks, but just with the way we're wired, I would say tackling the, you know, the, um, like that that smallest balance first because yeah. i think yeah if you do have multiple sources i guess we're making a big assumption that you have multiple sources but, well a lot of people do but yeah. they do yeah yeah, uh -huh. yeah so i would say you know you know if if tomorrow you can sit here or if in the next month you can tackle you know mm -hmm. a relatively um manageable balance on say a credit card yeah go go out and do it yeah you know like Wipe that out. I mean, right. what what a what a check mark to be able to say that you got that you know, got that Absolutely. one done, and maybe you're only looking at two more credit cards, and then then after that, you know, then it's just the mortgage, you know. Yeah. So it's like something like that, or it's or it's just the student loan debt. Yeah. You know? So like yeah. definitely, you know, do your best to I think tackle what's most manageable. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, but if maybe you know you're in a situation where that's not exactly the case, then certainly go after the you know the higher interest bearing yeah. debt sources. I don't. Would you say anything? Other yeah, than no, that? I, I would agree with you. I, I think you know the biggest things to start with. One thing I would say is like pay your minimums for sure on everything. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think I think that's one thing that some people fall behind on. Like, well, I want to knock this one out. You don't want your credit to tank. You don't want to make bad decisions. You know, like oh. but like certain certain debt. And again, you, you and I are probably a little bit more than like a Dave Ramsey's cool that wants to abolish all debt. Right. I'm comfortable with a mortgage for 30 years. You know right. what I mean? Like, and, and now if I can pay down on it and get out of it seven years early, right. great. Absolutely. But I don't think it's unwise necessarily to just pay the, the mortgage every month and let that cruise until it's paid off. Mm -hmm. You know, the other debt, I would say I aggressively want out of my life. <laughs> right. You know, so like a mortgage I feel comfortable with, a car payment I can even handle. But I would get to why I don't really like to have a car payment myself. I like to have have them paid off and have my cars out, paid off outright. But these are things that like you can kind of more justify. They're they're not the ones that you want to be like maybe as aggressive on at first. Mm -hmm. But because of the credit card situations, most of them come with like zero interest for about a year, and then they just crank the interest up on you. Yeah. And if you're just paying the minimum, it's just going to keep growing on you and growing on you. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that I think you really want to be like. I would you know almost like what's the most insidious or the most like invasive of your life? It's a good way to put and, it. And like and like try to figure out how to how to corner those and cut those off at the head like as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think yeah, the highest interest is like is one that I would really like try to target, and the lowest balance are like you know, yeah. and where those two things meet. Ideally, your highest interest is your lowest balance, and you just yeah. knock it out. Yeah. But if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably knock out the lowest balance just to get it off the books. Yeah. Um, yeah.
So I, I think some other you know rules and best practices to be mindful of as, as a general rule of thumb, and I think this is something that everyone that's listening to this can immediately probably um, bust out a calculator and find <laughs> out exactly where you stand, but it's kind of this, this 28-36 rule. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, I'm sitting here today and I have these sources of debt. Um, again, for better or for worse, these are just kind of general rules of thumb yeah. that are generally accepted that are out there that, you know, are just a barometer, if nothing else. Hmm. I think uh, it's important to note everybody has kind of their, their appetite. Some people <laughs> are completely fine being totally leveraged. Others, you know, the Dave, right. Dave Ramsey uh, faithful uh, would say, you know, absolutely not. But nevertheless, right. take yeah. this for what it's worth. So I would say shoot for no more than 28% mm. of your gross monthly income uh, for your mortgage payment or for your yeah, rent payment. That's good. Um, and then if you're thinking about the other number there, no more than 36% of, of your kind of your gross monthly income towards all sources of debt. Mm. So if you're trying to think about, you know, maybe if you're in this mindset of like, man, am I like, is this, am I in an okay state? I right. think that's just a, a general barometer to say like, hey, it's really good. You know, am, is my mortgage or is my rent over 28% of what my gross take-home yep. is or what my, my family's gross uh, take-home is, M you know, maybe that's a reason to think, yeah. oh, maybe I shouldn't be looking at that. The term house poor, like you yes. don't want to be like a slave to your mortgage. You know, one of, since I work in the real estate industry as well, one of the things that like a lot of times people ask is like, how much house do you think I can afford? Uh -huh. And my question back is always kind of like, what works with your monthly payment? Uh -huh. Because you'll you'll meet with somebody and they'll approve you for much higher than you probably are comfortable paying. Right. So I would start rather start the other way and say, what do you want to pay a month? Is it twelve fifty a month? Because if it is, try to figure out how much house that gets you, mm -hmm. and start there because that's really where you're like what you're gonna have to live with that's the, the little chain that's gonna be around your neck until you know for as long as you're in that house right right yeah that's a great point to try to figure out like where you want those margins to be in your life where you want that comfortable yeah right yeah right yeah so okay so having said that i did want to this is a little bit of a fun exercise but uh it might be hard to follow at home because um, <laughs> there's a lot of numbers we're gonna throw at you but we, we're gonna kind of like put these little some of these things that we just talked about into practice a little bit. Let's just say we have somebody named Tom. He's like a little case study person. He's got four lines of debt in his life. Let's say he's got like a $15,000 car loan, a $35,000 student loan, a $10,000 credit card with about 15% interest on that one, and a $2,000 credit card with about 12%. And you know, just for fun, let's say that the, the car loan payment is about $365 a month, and the uh, student loan payment is about $450 a month, the $10,000 credit card is about $150 a month, and the $2,000 credit card is about you know, fifty dollars a month. It doesn't seem like much. Like, what would you tell somebody like that? Like, how do I even start? Okay, so I have this process. It all feels overwhelming mm -hmm. because if you total up all those payments, you know, and this is very, very familiar ground for most. You know, a lot of us have either been in this place or some of us are in this place right now. You have a thousand dollar, a thousand fifty going out monthly mm -hmm. just on the minimum payments that you're due on these sources. Like, how would I even start to kind of pay this off? Yeah, yeah, and it, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of folks look at this, and I, I can think back to times where I, I had a very similar scenario. And so, um, never been a big fan of credit card debt, though. I'll right. Say that. Yeah. Um, but and so they, they maybe they're, I just gave away some of my answer. But uh, you know that. So if you are were able to follow along, I would say that that last source would be, in my opinion, relatively easy to hmm. aggressively tackle. Right. Um, not, and that's not the case for everyone. I recognize, but if I'm looking at two thousand dollars on a credit card debt at twelve percent interest that's a relatively high interest rate and 
probably something that I would I would try to tackle within yeah. you know maybe a few a few months to maybe you know uh, half a year time period to say like yeah. hey I can I can probably knock that out and so you know right there while maybe that fifteen that fifty dollars a month savings uh, that you're going to incur by having getting rid of that debt might not feel as impactful relative to the grand scheme of things the fact hmm. is you just knocked out you know uh, one of the line items and and that's gone and then I would I would probably move on to the next credit card uh, in my opinion at fifteen percent that is now your largest. Uh, interest-bearing yeah, loan. Absolutely. Um, and it, there's just not a whole, I mean, I, I guess that's another point to make. I mean, just for better or for worse, the way that our country is set up is, you know, around your, um, you know, your your credit, you know, yeah. and so your credit score and so forth. And I think that to the extent that you can knock out your credit card debt would be um, pretty impactful. And oh, so yeah. I would, I would go in that order and then, you know, start to tackle some of the higher balances next. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. You know, and, and one of the things I would say too, I, I'm imagining that this person has like say $1,500 after their baseline expenses, after they've paid their rent or their mortgage and after they've paid their whatever to live, that they maybe have like in the, the food that they buy regularly. If they have like $1,500 that they can kind of put towards this, you're only able to save like four fifty yeah. because you're, 1050 is getting eaten by debt. Yep. So, I mean, it might be just until that first payment's paid off, like I usually would say, like, you know, put some of that for savings, but then put the extra that you can Absolutely. on that credit card. And the fun thing about that is, it is, say you knock that out in like four or five months. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have an extra fifty dollars that you're putting towards something. There's the, the reverse snowball, right? Yes. So like, yes. so you're able to save three hundred and pay two hundred extra on the next credit card or whatever it is. And one thing I would say, depending on your life stage and what you're able to do, too, a lot of times this happens, especially when we're young and in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say really evaluate where you can kind of make a little bit extra money, whether it's like a little bit of a side hustle, as people call it now. Yep. Is it just a couple hundred extra dollars that goes straight to debt to kind of get out of it? Or even taking on a roommate. A lot of people have their own space. And they like, what if you just made a little sacrifice for a season to live with like one other person in a smaller place and say, just till I'm out of debt or mm-hmm. whatever it is? What little adjustments can you make? Because, you know, if your buffer of paying down on things is only $200 a month to pay extra, and if you just threw $500 more at that, how fast does that knock it all out? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, to say, like, instead of paying 200 on that credit card, I'm paying 700. And all of a sudden, that first credit card's gone in three months. Mm-hmm. 700, you knock that thing out in no time. Right. And then you turn that 750 now because you just saved $50 a month onto that 10,000. And it is not, it's not this beast that it once was. You know, you're right. kind of knocking it out pretty aggressively. Right. And then all of a sudden, you've freed up $200 now. You've knocked off the 50 and the 150 to put towards other things. Yeah. Um, I would take the car next. You know, I think student loans at a $35,000 number is just so big. Yes. Um, and again, you know, even though the even though the 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 car interest rate was maybe a little bit low lower than the than the student loan interest, it's just a way of again, if something happens to your car and you're still under that, like the student loan's not going anywhere unless mm-hmm. you decide to go back to more school, which you might. But like, there's something about freeing yourself from that car payment over time. But I would maybe slow my aggressiveness down. Once I got the credit cards out, yep. I would then shift to try to save a little bit more. Are you agreeing with this? Or would we do the same thing and maybe try to pay a little bit, still pay heavy on the car? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm following your logic. And I think it's also important to note, and I, I was starting to go down this path and then lost my train of thought. But <laughs> I would say, you know, in, in considering how... A credit score is achieved yeah you know knocking out credit card debt is is nice but i think it's also um or sorry no it's not so much the credit score as much as it is 
thinking about maintaining a, a student loan versus a car loan, hmm. you know, you, the interest deductibility that you actually get, yeah. you know, is, is actually something that I, I actually was some um, was tasked with thinking about because I had I did have the car payment huh. and I did have a student loan and those were my only sources before I had my home and yeah. so. I was looking at it, and I had the ability to do exactly this scenario, actually. Wow. This is not my scenario, but it's, it's eerily similar. <laughs> it's Tom, not Tim. It's Tom, not Tim, yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't tweak one letter just for the sake of it. It really is not mine, but I it's mean, I literally made this up. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, you know, I, I looked at it and said, well, you know, I, I can actually deduct, you know, a lot of that interest on that student loan. So, yeah. I mean, there is some benefit. There you go. For better or for worse. Taxes, with yeah. how uh-huh. we're set up to be able to, you know, reap, reap some, a little bit, a little bit of reward with how... You know, we've set up our, our society, if you will. So yeah. So to the extent that I would jump over to the car loan, I'd, t- I'd tend to agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I would say is, like, if you are in that kind of student loan, too, make sure you know if there's any forgiveness programs out there. Like, I'll keep your ear to the ground with that. Who knows what politicians will come up for the next two years? It's, it's a point of hot contention. Like, just really just be aware and be educated on what kind of ways there are to help with that student loan. Mm-hmm. But the car thing, one thing I would say about that car thing is once you're in that habit of paying 365 a month, I like to clear it and then I pay myself exactly. in my savings a exactly. 365 a month car payment so that hopefully I get on the other side of that 15000 saved and when my car goes... You're just writing a check for fifteen thousand dollars for a new car, and that I mean, it's amazing how freeing that is to not have to get more debt when you get the next car. Oh yeah, and I'd say that that goes for a lot of aspects of life. Where, you know, if you, um, I know someone who, uh, you know, went from two incomes down to one, right? And and that was a yep. you know that was kind of a, a tighter um, period of time for them, and you know, and so they were kind of living off of one one income for a while. And then right. when that second income came back online, they realized that based on their adjustments and, you know, they thought they're going to be doing all kinds of, you know, belt tightening and what yeah. have you to, to really make ends meet. But they were able to do that and realize it wasn't as bad. And mm. so when that second income pay- came back online, to your point, Ryan. It's gravy. Yeah, it's gravy. <laughs> and so it's like, how can I best use this uh-huh. this unforeseen, well, not unforeseen, Absolutely. but this, this added income into my life. And so... I think that's, uh, you know, that's really prudent to say, like, if you've got a good behavior going, don't squelch it just because you feel right. like you've crossed this victory line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now it's now it's flipping it into savings and you're going to add a lot more flexibility in your life by mm. doing that. I mean, this hands this goes back to what we talked about in our first podcast, too, of stewardship. Like mm-hmm. just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. Like we're called to live just intelligently. Like I think one of the blessings that was afforded to me when I was young was I worked for an organization that couldn't afford to pay me much at all. <laughs> and so I learned how to live off of nothing. Like the good months I bought fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like that that's like the level I was at. Oh, I was man. basically dealing with scurvy in my early twenties. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, like but like all of a sudden you learn these life disciplines of how to make how to stretch a dollar and then all of a sudden you know i working for horizon i was paid a teacher salary and a lot of people would think that's like a lower payment but for me it felt like i'm like what am i gonna do with all this money (laughs) you know it it felt like such a relief but again it was allowed me to kind of pay forward the things to save things to pay off debt to kind of get in a better situation because i still have my mentality of being frugal Mm -hmm. and this was a little bit of gravy that i was able to just apply differently in that season yeah i mean i 
no matter how much money I make in life, I will always clip cucumbers. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, yeah, I, I really will. Like, you mean, you as, as the... laughable as that may seem. <laughs> now, let me be clear. I, I have gone to the digital e-coupon route. <laughs> there you go. So I have all of the local grocery stores <laughs> apps downloaded. And sometime, much to Katie's chagrin, I will, before we get into the line, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And yeah. I'm flipping through to try. I mean, it's like, who knows? We, we got to do a podcast about how you could just save like $100 extra a month just by doing small little things like this. That's like, what I mean. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it always is, get the receipt at Chick-fil-A because you might get the survey to fill out for a free sandwich. Always ask for the hard receipt. Right, right. <laughs> or, you know, like I, at the grocery store, I've, I can't remember even which one it was. But they, they had um, one of the one of the only fast food joints I went to had like an insane coupon on the back of it. I mean, this is, so I, would, I would save you the e-coupons, e get my grocery store coupon, and then go to the back side. I mean, it's ridiculous. But like I've, I've maintained some of these these uh, habits and it's like I don't need to do this but I'm going to do yeah. it because it's not a bad thing to save a few bucks <laughs> no absolutely not absolutely not how would you say like you measure success when getting out like you said it's not the same thing as savings where I can say there's the $20,000 I've saved I feel good about my how do you measure success when you're trying to get out of debt um, so I think part of it is is you know the baby steps. It's it's yeah. knocking out you know something that is very manageable. Mm. You know, um, I also think it's important to uh, to like let yourself celebrate some of the victories. Absolutely. Like, I mean, there is so much that you know there is so much discipline that goes into this, and so you know maybe if you know heaven forbid you took that. If we're going back to our previous example, mm. when you knocked out that uh, that fifty dollars a month credit card debt that you know that of two thousand dollars a month balance or two thousand dollars balance mm. if you took that fifty dollars and you know and enjoy, you know actually took you know, took a moment to acknowledge that absolutely you, you, know, you did something like i think that's huge is like so take a moment to to reward yourself yeah um but you know i i, I think it's also success is also just better your life scenario you know <laughs> yeah. it's like to you know we talk so much about you know savings and making that you know hmm. that that point allows for much more flexibility for yourself but so does getting out of debt i mean that yeah. is that's like you know being cancer free i oh mean like goodness, yeah as heavy as that feels it's like yeah. i mean that is debt is debilitating and yeah. so to the extent that you are freeing yourself up to that i mean that you're going to start feeling that momentum that ryan so beautifully described a moment ago i mean that snowball of that 50 dollars is free now i'm going to tackle this next source mm. and this you know that much more is free and so like you, believe it or not you will feel that that added source of, of hmm. um, resources to tackle more debt. And right. So I think that success is, is feeling it. I think the success is having the opportunity to pause and reflect on a job well done. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, it'll, it'll feel good. You know, uh, Bryce and I, our sound guy here who's chilling with us, uh, he and I, I think it was like five years ago, we set like a three or four year plan or whatever that we were both trying to kind of pay off some major debts. And we went out to lunch to celebrate when it was all over. <laughs> we both got out of the, the things we were trying to tackle. And it was, a, but we talked about it. We checked in. How's that going? It, it was encouraging to have someone who shared in that with you to say like, yeah, I'm making, making some progress with that. And like to, to feel like it was like. I don't know, like pat on the back. You're doing great at this. Like to be able to say that to each other and to encourage each other and to know that we're getting closer to a, fr a more free place. And mm -hmm. it, it, man, did it feel free when we got there. Price <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is nodding emphatically in agreement. <laughs> and you can actually hear him talking about that in his testimony if you go back to the pod to listen to his testimony. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, so what decisions can I make to make sure I stay ahead instead of falling back behind in with credit or uh, with debt? Yeah. So. You know, I think it's being, I think step one is just being very honest about knowing, knowing yourself. Yeah. I think it's knowing, 
knowing what potential pitfalls there are. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you, do, I mean, if you do tend to be a little bit more materialistic, you know, just right. be honest about that and, right. and don't put yourself in a scenario to be taken advantage hmm. of. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think it's also being, setting up some of those behaviors to make sure that you are um, defaulting to being more frugal yeah. than not, you know? And so, a lot of it is a lot of this is very like fringe things i mean we joked about coupons and stuff like that but like a lot of these little baby steps that you can take you know are are not not all that difficult it's like you know hey i need a car well you know what what is what is within your means you know right so like don't buy a ridiculously expensive car if you can afford it. i mean it seems so silly but it's like i think our society whether it's you know just uh in a a, you know status symbol or an image that you want to give off I think unfortunately you need to get over that and realize what you know what is going to be the most prudent for your life. Yeah. Um, some people certainly are in more you know, flexible means, and, and that's right. awesome. Um, but not everybody is, and so yeah. just be honest with yourself, um, and you know, and make sure that you're you're being mindful of where you know where you can be taken advantage of. I think is is probably key. I'm, I think I'm missing one other thing, but do you have any thoughts? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no. That was really good. I feel like um, the one thing I would add to that too is like it's funny how many things you can save money on when you like just pay ahead of time like so mm. so uh, the car is a great example how yep. much money do you waste on interest on your car loans like right. if you can have $15,000 saved for when your car has problems or and, and even then if you have $15,000 saved if the engine needs work and you have a thousand already there that goes towards that and then you save back to 15,000 but that happens my gym it's like i think i pay 400 for the year if i pay up front and 450 mm. if i pay in installments so i, I save year round to have $400 to put on my gym and then I pay it all at once. And yep. I do that with all those things that offer like if you can pay it up front, there's a discount to it. If you can mm-hmm. pay it up front, there's a discount to it. Mm-hmm. Like like that is such a, again, like you don't even realize how much you're saving hundreds of dollars a year by just paying things up front. Mm-hmm. And then if you're talking about the interest that you would get if you had to get like a loan on it, you're saving hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars on the things that you. So the more that you can Again, shift that psychology that you used to applying debt and go back to the other podcast of like shift that towards savings yep. so that you can kind of live in that freedom for thing, to tackle things ahead of time before they come. Yeah. And so I think overarching what I would end on is just being mindful. So it's like we so many people say, like, well, live within your means. And right. like, you know, the, but it's like, well, I think, unfortunately, people like nod and like, yeah, I know I've heard that. But it's like, I don't think people know what their means are. No, that's yeah. really so, good. No, like, so step one is figuring out what your means are. And so how do you do that? Well, it's setting up a budget. We might have to do on setting a budget. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to because I think it's it's being mindful and that's part of knowing yourself. It's like, well, what what can Tim White afford to do? You know, and so it's like that maybe, you know, this seems... you know palatable this is something i can spend on Hmm. but then the next day i'm like well this seems palatable (laughs) and then the next day so it's like step back on a monthly basis or quarterly or whatever you think is an appropriate cadence for yourself to say you know what what is what is the appropriate amount that i can spend on based on what i'm bringing in and based on you know being uh good a good steward of my money Mm -hmm. uh within the church and certainly within my own personal savings so that you know, I don't get, I don't wake up the next day in in an absolutely terrible situation. So That's figuring right. out what your means is to then live within your means is, is critical. And I, I do think we will do one on this in the future on a budget. But I mean, in the meantime, like there's apps out there 
that make it really easy. Like every dollar, is it meant? Like there's things that like help yep. you figure out how, how to set a, like a monthly budget that you just enter it right there. Like when you spend money on something, yep. and you're aware of where you are in your month. And, yep. like, you know, I think like uh, it's it's become easier to set and hold a budget electronically. Like there's yep. more tools available to you. It's still just as difficult as it ever was to not overspend. <laughs> right, right. Maybe more difficult than ever to not overspend because of how convenient thing it is to yeah. how, how many convenient ways there are to spend money. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so to that, I would say it's a that's a great point to bring up because I I personally do endorse Mint.com. Mm-hmm. I think um, yeah. it is uh, what I would call an aggregator tool. Um, mm. So it is, it is one in which you know basically to the extent that you're comfortable doing this, right. you would you know give Mint.com, which I think is ultimately run through Intuit, I mm. believe. Uh, don't quote me on that, but um, I, but yeah, it, it pulls everything together to be able to <laughs> you know track just that and and right. just have a general sense. I mean, I'm gonna sit here and tell you it. You know, it is a part-time job to try to keep track of your budget and oh try gosh. to make sure that you're hitting everything. Don't go into it trying to make this thing perfect, but go into yeah. it with the mindset of, again, honesty. And, mm-hmm. and I think when you tie your account to it, you're going to have a choice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just be mindful. And you're going to see trend lines. You yeah. know, like look for trends and, and look for ways in which you can, over time, mm-hmm. start to build in you know healthier habits. And another thing I would say is a lot of this gets wrapped up into a concept within finance that we kind of refer to as financial wellness. Right. And so uh, I'd encourage you, if you have the ability to do this through your place of employment, look at your benefits to see if you have any kind of, a lot of them are, are a paid subscription that, yeah. that kind of get waived because Interesting. They, they have a corporate backing. So um, I think at, you know, at my place of employment, there is another one. I think it's actually Smart Dollar, which mm. I believe is uh, the corporate side of Dave Ramsey's. Uh, every dollar? Oh, cool. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's, that's it's like awesome. The, it's the corporate version of it. But um, but yeah, definitely look into it because a lot of companies are are recognizing that a fi- you know a financially healthier employee is a better employee for them Absolutely. as a company. That is a huge movement. That mm. is something I talk about on a daily basis in my yeah. day job. Wow. Uh, so be mindful of that and just kind of look into it to see if you have the ability to do so. If you have a company that has benefits, uh, take a look. You might be surprised at some some things that are out there. That's absolutely great. You know, I think. Um one, one last thing I'll say about keeping a budget is a lot of times you don't know what you spend your money, how much you Ooh. spend. I remember, what, like, I was always very frugal, but I didn't know what I put my money on necessarily. I just knew if my credit card payment was over this, I, I overspent on something. But like, um, but like when when we when we sat down and did an every dollar yeah. budget between Kira and I. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll probably spend this on groceries, and then I'm like, wait, we spend that on groceries every month? Yeah. Like, you know, you start to learn where, like, how much things cost, which is so silly to say, but like, as a 30 year old adult, I didn't know what I spent my money on. You know, I mean, yeah. like, um, and how many of us are like that that we don't know? I think I'm frugal, and I think I do this, but I, I didn't realize that's how much money went to eating out every mm-hmm. month. You know, mm-hmm. like, or whatever it is, fill in the blank. Like, I, just being aware helps you then start to figure out, well, that's a necessary cost, or that's something I could really trim yep yep as a funny anecdote <laughs> when when we were uh, expecting our first our first child mr jack martin white um you know i think i don't i remember if it was in like a uh baby shower setting or what it was in but uh you know the question was asked like to me as the dad yeah setting myself up for failure because <laughs> the you know, ladies i guess thought this would be hilarious they're like how many diapers do you think <laughs> will go on your child in a given year. And I was like, oh, you know, 365 days, <laughs> two a day. So I was just like, oh, we'll say like, 
Seven hundred, and I mean, like, I mean, the number is is like twice that. I mean, oh it's ridiculously gosh. like high. <laughs> You're laughing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm um, sweating. I'm hiding my fear. <laughs> right. But but you know, for those of you who maybe don't know, there's yeah. a reason that I'm starting to think about sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Read between the lines. Um, but yeah, I so you know, in a financial sense, you know, like you know, you think about budgeting for that, and yeah, I clearly would have grossly <laughs> underestimated the cost of diapers as one of the line items for welcoming a, another human into this world but uh katie quickly righted the ship and let me know that it's going to be a lot more than that so yes be be mindful of of uh of the words ways which you're going to have to tweak <laughs> that's huge that's huge yeah tim as always thanks for your wisdom thanks for taking the time to share share this with us my pleasure thanks for having me great to have you thanks for joining us today if you would like more information about horizon church you can check out our website at horizontowson.com we are a community where you will be loved and have the opportunity to be loved thanks for joining us on the horizon